hard copy study Bibles, but most of my books and materials are here on my phone. But other people in the world are not that privileged. The hard copy Bibles still have a, a place. So um, we'll be purchasing those for them. So we want you to be a part of it. Um, remember we talked about, we heard about kingdom investment a couple of weeks ago. And my brother was there here. Those Bibles will go a long way. So as you are led, when they off, um, you can put it on the offering um, missions and we'll designate it for that. But regardless, we'll give them those Bibles. It's, it's so precious. Um, first, the pastor said, 115 is like, do 200 because we don't want some of the others not to get some. <laughs> and we'll be like, where's my Bible? <laughs> so very, very important. Uh, and we're excited about that. And this week, I, I was so blessed. I got, got some letters from Mayor um, Map. I hope I'm pronouncing the name of the country right, Bema. And he, the pastor sent me some pictures, and um, I just started praying for him. I was like, wow, we are so privileged. You see, don't think the world is just America. <laughs> and the difficulties that they go through to get the gospel out. And then I got another one from another pastor in India. He says he's in Sri Lanka, mostly a Buddhist country, and he's helping pastors there and doing um, some missions work there. And then he sent me some pictures as well. So when you pray, we are learning about prayer. Don't just think about me, myself, and I, and pray for these people. And the gospel needs to go forth to all these areas. Amen. So that's how my week was. My heart was just filled um, and praying for these pastors in these churches. And God is opening doors for us to, in, in, in the future. We'll go um, minister to them as well. But let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Let's get into our Bible lesson. Talk to God this morning. Thank God. Give him all the praise. Give him all the glory. Just thank him for how far that he has brought to you. It's September, mid-September already. Just lift up your voice. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. He's so faithful. He's so merciful. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. And just ask God and say, Lord, speak to me this morning. Let me not leave your presence the same. The Bible says that they go from strength to strength. Each one comes into the presence of God. Just pray and talk to the Lord. One word from God can totally transform your life and take you from where you are to where you are supposed to be. Lift up your voice this morning. Give him the praise. Give him the glory in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for each and every one under the sound of my voice. We pray over our online audience, the television audience, radio audience, the people here. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, let no one remain the same. I pray let no one remain the same. Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Let prayer become our lifestyle. Teach us to partner with you in that great ministry of intercession at the right hand of the Father. We pray in the name of Jesus. Let us go deeper. Let us go develop a closer walk with you than ever before. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. And everyone say amen. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Say thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. We welcome our online audience and those that watch on TV as well and listen on the radio. At this time, we are doing a series, an in-depth series on prayer so that we can know how to pray and we can get results like Jesus Christ did. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 20. Thank you, Lord. Are you ready for this? My Lord and my God, glory be to the name of our Lord. Be very sensitive this morning as the word of God goes forth. The Bible says, 2 Kings chapter 20 from verse 1. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face toward the wall and pray to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart, and I have done what was good in your sight. 
and Hezekiah wept bitterly. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out in the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, that says the Lord, I have uh, the Lord God of your father. Let's all repeat this. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Repeat it one more time, please. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. And he continues to say, Surely I will heal you on the third day. You shall go up to the house of the Lord, and I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the last two weeks, we've been studying on um, different kind, on, on why we should pray, what's available for us in, to, in prayer, the reason why we, we have to pray. And it's very important, um, we talked about the fact that your, your prayer, our prayer goes through a heavenly transaction. It goes up. So if nothing goes up, nothing comes down. Very important. Very important. And we look at the prayer of Jabez last week, how he prayed, how he got results. And no matter the, 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 the negative circumstance that he was faced with, prayer made a difference in his life and God transformed his life. And we talked about the fact that when we also pray, God will, God will transform our life. It's a privilege that God really gives us to be able to fellowship with him, to communicate with him, to love him and to pray. So very, very important to develop that prayer life in, in every season of life. Now, the, the, thing that, the thing that we have to realize is, I'll go through some things here this morning. Prayer is humility. Prayer is humility. When you are not praying, what you are saying to God is, God, I have this figured out. You stay on your side, I'll stay on my side. But when we get to that place where in humility we cry out to God and we begin to pray, it, it makes all the difference. John chapter 3, verse 18. Number 2, prayer is reliance. Prayer is relying on God. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. You are not relying on your, on your own understanding in your walk with God. You are relying on God's very best. You see, some, some of the major decisions that we take in life and the mistakes that we make is because we are not praying. Jesus, one time before he, he selected his disciples, the people that were going to carry on the work after he left, the Bible says he prayed all night. Then he made that decision. Even then, one of them turned out to be a devil. <laughs> what, what if he hadn't prayed? And he made the wrong decision and chose the wrong people and put them in place. Uh, it, would have been, it, it, would, it would not have been good. So, Proverbs 3, 5, pr prayer is relying on God, not relying on our own understanding. Number three, prayer is trust. Prayer is trust. Luke chapter 11, verse 10, and John chapter 15, verse 4. And then number four, prayer is relationship. First John chapter 1, verse 3, you fellowship and relate with your heavenly Father when you begin to pray. And then number five, prayer is faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and James chapter 1, verse 6. And then number six, prayer is love. Romans chapter 5, verse 8, and also verse 15. And then number seven, Prayer helps us give, give a correct perception of ourselves. We have a father. He's the one that created us. He's the one that loves us. He's the one that cares for us. And when we pray, it gives us a good perception of ourselves that we cannot handle the issues of life on our own, and so we have to depend on him. Today, we'll be looking at different kinds of prayer, but before we do, I want us to look at this story of uh, uh, involving Hezekiah. And then also, you see, another thing that you have to realize is God lives is in eternity. And we live in time. So, so God doesn't live in uh, Los Angeles, which is one hour behind us, a different time zone. Or New York, which is two hours. We live in time. He doesn't. But in prayer, one thing to also realize is that there are different zones. Sometimes, uh, that's what I call a wil the wilderness zone. You see, when, 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 it, it, when talk, talk, talking about John the Baptist, uh, 
In Luke chapter 1 verse 8, I'm laying a foundation for what we look at today. Luke chapter 1 verse 80, the Bible talking about John the Baptist says, So the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation to Israel. So John the Baptist was in the wilderness for a certain season. And we talked about him as well, that the fact that his prayer life made, made a difference. But the Bible says, to the day of his showing to Israel, he was in the wilderness. There's a season in life, sometimes when God hides you, and you are in your secret place, and God is preparing you for that which he has. I mean, think about Jesus Christ. Uh, we see him in the temple in, 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 at the age of 12. And from the age of 12 to the age of 30, you, we, I mean, we don't have any record of what happened. Theologians call it the silent years. But throughout that whole time, God was preparing him. And in Luke chapter 4, the Bible says that the, from verse 1 and downwards, the Spirit of God drove him into the wilderness. How can God drive somebody into the wilderness? To be tempted of the devil. To face the test that Adam faced and failed. So, so many times in our lives, it feels like we are in the wilderness season. You've cried out to God. You've prayed. You've done your very best. I mean, the Apostle Paul went to Arabia for three years. Nothing is recorded on what happened there. And when he came out, he was ready. When Jesus came out from the wilderness, he was ready. And then you, 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 you get to the place where, where, where the, it's... it's, it's you have God's word. God has spoken certain things concerning your life. But then you have to wage warfare in prayer with those words. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's, let's, look, at, let's look at something here in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. I'm laying out very, very important when it comes to prayer to understand these things. Because so many times we go through these seasons and it, it is difficult for us. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 says, thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, this child I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, that by them you may wage the good warfare, that by them you may wage the good warfare. You see, God, you see when, when a prophetic word or when God speaks a word of prophecy, that is what he plans and intends to do. When those words are spoken, the, 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 the enemy also hears those words. And he knows what's coming, so he begins to fight you in that area. This is where he's saying that, Timothy, the words that have gone ahead of you are not just automatically going to come to pass. They are going to have to take warfare, the fight of faith on your part, and in praying to see those prophecies fulfilled. So there's that warfare zone in prayer. And so many times, because God has said something, we just lay back and just say it's because God has said it's going to pass, come to pass. But you have to wage warfare with those words. And then number three, there is the waiting zone. There's the, 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 there is the waiting zone. There's a season. You see, we live in a society where uh, you walk, drive through fast, the fast food area. They give you your food and it's all prepared. In, in, in a matter of seconds, you put your food in the microwave. In a matter of minutes, uh, you you it, you get the food. But sometimes in prayer, you have to wait. You have you have to wait. There's no way of getting around that. Sometimes in prayer, you have to wait. And then sometimes also you have to check what's going on. Why am I not getting results in prayer? It may be on our end. <laughs> we have a. We have a, I'll give you this illustration, it will help. We have, what is it called, what do they call it? A pressure cooker. And I, I was trying to put something in there uh, on slow cooker. I put it on the, on the slow cooker setting, and when I put it there, I put the lid for the pressure cooker instead on it. Then the kept, 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 thing kept giving an error, the lid, the lid, the lid, so it wouldn't start. Then I went through the same process, and I did it again. I put it on slow cooker. It says delayed. It wouldn't start. I put it there again. Delayed. It wouldn't start. I said, hang on a minute. Something is wrong here. <laughs> I'm not getting the desired results that I need. <laughs> and sometimes in prayer, we do that. We keep going through the same thing, not getting the results, and not stopping to check 
Is it on my end? Is this something I need, I need I, an area of my life I need to fix? So finally, the, the product came with two lids. There's one for the pressure cooker and there's one for the slow cooker. As soon as I put the right lid on it, I pressed it, boom, it started, it started, it started doing the job. <laughs> so sometimes in prayer also, we have to check what adjustment, and we'll get into that here shortly. Now, let's go to my good friend here, Hezekiah. Who was Hezekiah? Let's turn to 2 Kings. We'll, get, we'll get, come back to his prayer here. 2 Kings chapter 18. 2 Kings chapter 18 from verse 1. Now it came to pass in the third year of Hoshiah, the, the son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. He removed the high places and broke down the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden image, and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept his commandment, which the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord was with him. He prospered wherever he went, and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. Now, when he came on the scene and began to reign, the Bible says he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father David had done. There was an issue, though, in the land Ahaz, his father, had made affinity with Assyria and brought their gods into the land. When he came, he made a decision to do what was right in the sight of God. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that we will get to that place where we decide that we are living before God and will endeavor to do what is right in his sight. So when he got there, the Bible says that he removed the sacred places, verse 4, and broke the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden image, and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For unto those days the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Nehushtan. Now, the brazen serpent, you have to remember, was one time the people of Israel had sinned against God, and, and, and the, 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 a plague had started among them, and God said, Look at that serpent, and whoever looks at it will live. And for us, we have to look at the cross of Jesus Christ. No matter the suffering, no matter the difficulty that we go through, look at the cross. Look at what happened on there. Look at what Jesus Christ did for us. No matter the difficulty, look at him. Look at him. But the same thing... That had been a blessing to those people. They had turned around and he had become an idol and, uh, to them. So when Hezekiah come, comes along, he's like, no, this is not right. We have to get this fixed. He cleaned, he, I mean, like we say, he cleansed house. He cleaned house. Get these idols out of the way. And you see, so many times God can bless us. We can experience his blessing. We can experience... Uh, um, so much in our lives that the very things that he has blessed us with become the very things that hinder us in our walk. Sometimes the job that he gave you, the, the, the blessing that he gave you, whatever he gave you. You see, you, you, you say, can Christians have idols in their life? Turn with me to First John. First John chapter 5, the very last verse. First John chapter 5, verse 21. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. First John chapter 5, verse 21. He says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Wow. 
First John is one of my favorite books in the Bible. He talks about love. He talks about prayer. He talks about faith. Actually, in the same First John chapter 5, verse 14, he talks about how to get results in prayer. Then before he's leaving these people, before he ends his letter to them, he says to them, little children, keep yourself from idols. Why would you write to Christians and say that? You see, an idol is anything that stands between you and your relationship with God. Something that's, something, sometimes, like I said, it can be even a blessing, but it stands between you and God's very best and the thing that he wants to do in your life. So you see, be very cautious. Keep yourself from idols. Keep yourself from anything that will hinder you in your walk. It may be sometimes good and legitimate things, but be careful of those things that will stand between you and your prayer life. That will stand between you and your relationship with God. That will stand between you and your walk with God. Be pay, pay careful attention. Look in your life. Look in that 24-hour period. What is in there that has become an idol? And get it out of the way. So he comes and he does that. And then the very next thing that, he, that, 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 that happens to him in 2 Kings, going back to 2 Kings, I want us to look at some key, key things in there. He says, verse 5, he says he trusted in the Lord. 2 Kings 18.5, he trusted in the Lord God of Israel. Let's all repeat that. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel. Hallelujah. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was not like him all the kings, among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel. He didn't trust in the arm of flesh. He didn't trust in his own ability. He didn't trust in his own power. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will develop a close work with God you will develop a close relationship with God so that when God testifies about you he will testify that your trust is in the Lord God of Israel your trust is in the Lord God your trust is not in the arm of flesh it's not in what man can do for you it's not what anybody can do for you but your trust is in the Lord God of Israel hallelujah where is your confidence? Where is your trust? He trusted in the Lord God of Israel. And then verse 6 says, For he held fast to the Lord. Hallelujah. He held fast to the Lord. Another translation says he clave to the Lord. He held fast to the Lord. Make a decision. Make a quality choice that when things are difficult, when things happen that sometimes you don't even understand, you will hold fast to the Lord. You will cleave to the Lord. There is a tendency to throw your hands up in the air when it gets difficult. Ah, but in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you will hold fast to the Lord. And he did not depart from following him. He did not depart from following him, but kept his heart, kept his commandment, which the Lord had commanded Moses. He did not depart from following God. It's a quality decision. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to do what is right in his sight. I'm going to cleave to him. And what was the result? Verse 7 says, The Lord was with him. He prospered wherever he went. The Lord was with him. He prospered wherever he went. The Lord was with him. He prospered wherever he went. The Lord, and another translation, he says, He was successful in everything that he undertook. That is the key to success. Doing what's right in his side, cleaving to the Lord, following him, then you will prosper. Then you will prosper. I see you in the name of Jesus as you cleave to God, as you hold fast to him in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Lord, the Lord makes you succeed in every endeavor of life. 
If you believe that, say amen. If you believe that, say amen. If you believe that, say amen. That's, what's make, that, that's what makes the difference. When the Lord is with you. When the Lord is with you. It makes all the difference. You are conscious of his presence. Before you sleep. When you wake up in the morning. When you are doing the day. Doing your job. Whatever, wherever you are. You are conscious of his presence. And as you do that. I see you succeeding in every endeavor. In the name of Jesus. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not save him. I like that one. He rebelled. He rebelled. His father had saved, had saved him. And then not only that, he conquered their arch enemy, the Philistines. God will help you against your enemies. When you make a decision to serve him. When you make a decision to obey him. You rebel against the evil of the day. I mean, the world flows in a certain stream. But you have to make a decision that everybody is going this way. But as for me and my house, we will serve God. As for me and my house, we will serve God. We rebel. We refuse to serve the enemy. We refuse to be in any form of captivity. Ah, my friends may be going a certain direction. They may be not serving God. They may not be doing what is right. But as for me and my house, that's what Joshua said. As for me and my house, we will serve God. He said to the children of Israel, well, I'm about to leave. Well, I mean, there are, so many, there are so many idols. There are so many gods around. You can do whatever you want, but as for me and my house. Somebody say, as for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. As for me, I will serve God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This was one of the good kings of, of, of Israel. But despite all that, it didn't prevent, it, 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 he wasn't exempted from the hardships and the difficulties of life. So now we get to, this, this, that was all just the appetizer. Let's get to the main meal. Actually, there's more, there's more to come. <laughs> but 2 Kings chapter 20, the Bible says, In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death, despite all that he had done. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went, out to, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. So many people will have stopped there. God said it, so I'm just going to take it. Don't, don't think about it. You see, there are some prophecies that are conditional. There are some things you can change. There are some things you can't change. You see, sometimes God will give you, will lead you as to what is coming up in your family, in your own life, so you are ready for it. And you, some, some of those prophecies you can change. Some things are because of the, of like for instance, um, the judgment in the, the, in already in the earth, in the book of Acts, there was a famine coming, and Agabus, the prophet came around and told the people, what's coming? They can't change it. There's a famine coming, get ready for it. But here, the prophet comes to him and says, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Most people, that's a moment of despair. Get ready. You're about to die. They give up. I like verse 2, not Hezekiah. He's my kind. Hallelujah. Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, that ties in with what we have been stating. Is anyone going through a test? Is anyone going through a trial? Let him pray. Let him not tweet. Let him pray. <laughs> <laughs> Turning his face towards the wall is significant. Turning his back on the wall and saying, I have to have a discussion with God. And saying that God is the only one that can help me. He's not going to get on his phone first. No. It, there's no phone there anyway to start with. He doesn't have that option. <laughs> he turned his face toward the wall. 
away from the world and facing God. I have to have it out with God. I have to have a conversation with God. The prophetic word has come that I'm supposed to get ready and to die. Hezekiah said no. Notice his prayer. Thank you Lord Jesus. Now we get to his prayer. Remember me now. Remember now oh Lord. I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and I've done what was good in your sight and Hezekiah wept bitterly. This man is serious in prayer. That is not something to play around with. So many times it makes all the difference our earnest heart in prayer. Remember me now. Very short prayer. Lord, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. He stood on the things that he was doing. Because what he was doing had actually gone up before God. And now he's sick and near death. And I've done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. He wept and cried out. That's a good thing to do when you are in trouble. Ha, ha, go before God, turn your face, go on your knees, lie down, whatever you have to do, and go see yourself. He says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, that let's, let's, look, let's look at it. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, thank you Lord Jesus. Notice what he says there. He says, let us therefore, he had a wall. You have, you have even a better covenant in prayer. He says, let us therefore come boldly. Everyone say boldly. boldly. Oh, shout it louder. Boldly. To the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In time of need. In time of lead, Lord, I don't know what to do about this situation. I really need help. How ah, he says, I like that phrase, come boldly. The throne of grace is the seat of the highest power in the universe. And he gives you an open invitation that if you are in need, if you need help, there is an open door. There is access for you. Come boldly to that throne room of grace. That you, that you, that you are ah, the difficult place, the place where you don't understand, you don't know which way to turn to, that to the left or to the right. He says, I give you an open invitation. I give you an open door. Come boldly to the throne of groom of grace. To the throne of grace. Another translation says the throne of love gift. He has prepared a table before you. Come to that table. That door is open. Ah, there is, there, is, there is grace available for you. There is help available for you. But you have to do the coming. You have to do make that choice. I am going to turn to God. I am going to turn to the one that can help me. Ah, man can only go so far. Man can only do so much. But I know somebody. He's the God, the creator of the whole earth. He created me. He created the heavens and the earth. He created my life. He knows me inside out. I am going to take my case to him in prayer. I am going to go boldly. I am going to set forth my case and begin to plead. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I like Hezekiah. I'm, you may not have been perfect. You may not have had it all together and figured out. But Lord, I come to you. I am crying to you for mercy. I am crying to you for your mercy. I am crying to you to change my life around. I am crying to you. Ah, seeking help in this area of my life. Ah, for without you, you, Jesus, you said there is nothing that I can do successfully. But when you are with me, when you are helping me, no matter what I'm going through, no matter the difficulty, no matter the test, no matter the suffering, in the mighty name of Jesus, you will deliver me. And so I am coming boldly to that throne room of grace. Ah, thank God, Jesus is the way. He has made a way for me to come. And so I come in his name. I come humbly and reverently, knowing that I have an audience because of Jesus, because of what he has done. And so Lord, help me now. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Come boldly. 
he turned his face toward the wall, you have something better. You can go boldly, direct to the throne room of grace. He said to you, call unto me in Jeremiah 32, 2 and 3. That what he says, call to me and I will answer you. Not call unto me like man. They will let it go to voicemail. <laughs> when you are in the deepest time of trouble, they let it go to voicemail. God doesn't have like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not a voicemail system. I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my Lord and my God. I'm happy. Glory be to the name of the Lord. I'm, I'm just happy. Let what happened to, my good, to our good friend Hezekiah. The Bible says, before even Isaiah left the courts of his palace, God said, go around, turn around. This man has touched something. And notice what, what, what he said to him. He says, verse 5 says, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer and I have seen your tears. This morning, God is saying to somebody, I have heard your prayer and I have seen your tears. I see the pain you are going through. I have seen the tears that you shed privately and I have heard your prayer. I will wipe away those tears. I will answer your prayer and I see you coming out of that Captivity in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. And surely I will heal you. And on the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord. And I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my own sake. For the sake of my servant David. Sometimes God will do things for his own sake. If he doesn't deliver you, it's going to bring shame and reproach to his name. So he will do it. Was it not God that said that he's, he's done? The same God switched it around. Most people have just resigned and started packing up. Right in that world, not Hezekiah. No, <laughs> that is how prayer can turn circumstances around. That is how prayer can totally transform your life. This is just one kind of prayer. You see, in the Bible, there are different kinds of prayer. There are there are different kinds of, of of prayer in the in the Bible, and and it's very important to realize that that. Not all prayer, you see, it's, I, the, I mean, I, I, I cannot improve on this. You see, even in the natural, you have the game of basketball, you have um, football or soccer or so many games. There are different rules for different kinds of, 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 of prayer. If you take the rules that govern basketball and you apply it to baseball, we'll have problems. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 everybody will be confused. And so, so many times we try to use different rules uh, or, or different prayers for different situations. Let's look at that. No, don't let, turn with me to Psalm 141 verse 2. I, I want to show us something here. God will have us see something. Psalm 141 verse 2. Psalm 141 verse 2. He says, let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Notice the phrase, let my prayer be set, set before you as incense. Now, David knew what he was talking about. Because in their day, incense was made up of 11 ingredients. What came out as incense was made out of 11 ingredients. Now, if you put this together with what we, we saw earlier, go with me to... Revelations chapter 8, I want to show us something. This is so important. Revelation chapter 8, verse 3. It says, Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar 
he was giving much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angels took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. So when David says that, let my prayer be set before you as an incense, it's significant. Really, there are so many types of prayer, but I mean, you can break them down to the fact that there are 11 kinds of prayer in the Bible. I mean, you can, depending on how you slice it, you can, can come up with more categories. But incense is made up of 11 ingredients. Balsam, number one, the one that they had. Oncha, Garbanum, Frankincense, May, Cassia, Spikenard, Saffron, Costus, an aromatic bag, and then the last one, the twelfth one, is cinnamon. So these were the ingredients that went in to make incense. With David, is saying, let my prayer go before you as an incense. So, in the Bible, there are 11 different types of prayer. Number one, there is the prayer of the confession of sin. First John chapter 1, verse 9. That letter is written to Christians. The prayer of the confession of sins. First John chapter 1, verse 9. He says, thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That sin is going to stand between you and answered prayer. When you pray and you ask for God to cleanse you, he's faithful and just. That's one of the ministry of Jesus, to forgive us all our sins and to cleanse us. That's number one. Number two, the prayer of confessing our faults. The prayer of confessing our faults. James chapter 5, verse 16, he says, confess your faults to one another. And then also, he says, and pray, that you, pray for one another that you may be healed. Then they talked about the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Number three, there is the prayer of agreement. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. There is the prayer of agreement. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. Just look for somebody to agree with you. And he says, as touching anything on earth, you see, something has to happen. When it comes to prayer, I keep emphasizing it. Something has to happen on the earth first before heaven moves. We are on the earth, aren't we? we have, the last time I checked, we haven't relocated from here yet. <laughs> so if two of you, just two of you, agree on earth concerning anything, they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. It says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. He's there in the power of his name to see that what the two of you agree on and pray comes to pass. Very important. So that's one, another kind of prayer. Number four, there's the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. And we see that in James chapter 5, verse 15. He says, if anyone's sick, the Greek literature says, if anyone's sick beyond helping themselves, let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray the prayer of faith for, for him. And God, if he has committed any sins, God will forgive him, forgive him, and then he will heal him as well. You can pray the prayer of faith for yourself, or if you are unable to, we can pray with you as well. The prayer of faith. So that's, that's a different kind of prayer. Number five, there's the prayer of binding and losing. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Talking to Peter, he told him, I give you the keys. Everybody say keys. Say keys. keys. That whatsoever, again, something has to happen on the FS. So, so many times we are waiting on God to do it when he's waiting on us to do something. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then there is the prayer of consecration. The prayer of consecration. Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. Matthew chapter 26. Thank you, Lord. Verse 39. Where Jesus was in the garden and he was, he was, he was shrinking from going to the cross. That's the prayer of consecration. You are, you, I mean, you, you, he said, if it is your will, let your cup pass away from me. 
If it is your will, let your cup pass away from me. If it's your will, let your... So, 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 so many times, we, we, we want to go a certain direction. We want to go a certain way. Lord, where, 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 what, which job should I choose? What should I do? Lord, you are not sure what the will of God is, but you get to that place where you say, Lord, wherever you have me, whatever you want me to do, I want to do it. Let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done in my life. Let your will be... You consecrate yourself and you yield yourself to God. But you see, he doesn't, I mean, so many times we end our prayer with, Lord, if it is your will. It depends on the kind of prayer you are praying. In their prayer of faith for the sake, you don't add if it is your will because we already know what the will of God is concerning sickness. So when he was at the tomb of Lazarus, he had already checked with the father what should happen in that case. When he got there, he said, Lazarus, come out. So you see, it's, you don't have to put, if it is your will, in every prayer. It depends. And then, number seven, praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. He says, praying with, always with all prayer. All prayer. That means there are different kinds. Another translation says all kinds of prayer. And supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. All the saints. <laughs> Do you know all the, all the saints? <laughs> Do you know every Christian? No. no. How are you going to pray effectively for them? It tells you, pray <laughs> in the spirit. Supplicating in the spirit. Be watchful to this end. When he says praying in the spirit, what does he mean? I'll, we'll let the Bible tell us. First Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Thank you, Lord. He says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Another translation says he speaks divine secrets. It's just so, so many times there are things that need to be prayed about that we don't know how to pray or that we can't even think about that there is the need to pray. That is what he's talking about here. When you pray in the spirit, you are praying divine secrets. Mysteries, direct line. <laughs> That's why the devil fights it so much. Begin to pray in other tongues. You are not speaking to men, but to God. Direct. For no one understands him. How be it, in, however, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. That's another kind of prayer. And you can receive your prayer language in the spirit so you can begin to communicate with God on that, on that level. Very, very important. That's, that's another kind. And then, of course, praying with our understanding. Praying with our understanding. The same First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. He says, therefore, he says, First Corinthians verse, chapter 14, verse 14. He says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. It's not your, but my understanding is unfruitful. 15, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. I'm going to pray both ways. I'm going to pray in the Spirit, with my Spirit. I'm also going to pray with my understanding. Very, very important. With the language that I, that, 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 that I know from a natural standpoint, or even, or even sometimes the Holy Ghost comes on you and you pray. You are praying with your understanding, but you, are, you know that this, this, this prayer is not, it's not it's, it's something else. So that, that's another kind of prayer. See, we expect sometimes to just use one kind and then get the job done. Number nine, the prayer of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Hallelujah. A prayer of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Father, I praise you. Father, I thank you. Uh, in, in Psalm 100, verse 4, notice, thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 100, verse 4, notice what he says. He says, Psalm 100, verse 4, 
He says, enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You have to follow the protocol in prayer. Enter, that is how you access. We are talking about boldly to the throne room of grace, but he tells you how to get there. You see, in some cultures the, 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 where they have kings, to approach the king, you have to start saying all the nice things about the king. Even if it's, sometimes it's not even true. This king is the very best person in the world. <laughs> he's this and he's that and he's that and he's that. They are praising the king to get access. They, 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 the devil doesn't have anything new. Or that these are not new. It, it's, 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 it, it, it's, they are praising the king to get access. And they don't go without gifts. They go with praises and they go with the gift to access the, 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 the presence of the king. And they begin to say all the nice things. This king is this, he's that, he's that, he's that, he's that. And so you, you listen to them like, wow. What you are saying is not even true. It's maybe the most meanest king in the earth. They still have to praise him to access his presence. <laughs> but not our God. He says, enter with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Just, Father, I thank you. Father, I bless your name. I give you praise. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my life. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for all that you've done for me. I praise you. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. The everlasting Father. You never change to yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You are still the same. You said you care for me. You watch over me affectionately. Father, I thank you for my family. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my life. Thank you for your mercy, your goodness. He says his mercy endures forever. His mercy is everlasting. Father, I thank you. You are so good. You are so good. You are so good. You begin to praise him. You begin to, as you begin to do that, it makes all the difference. That's another kind. And then the prayer of intercession. The prayer of intercession. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Where did all the time go? First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. He says, therefore I exhort first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Intercession. You see, think about it. In Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, Jesus talks about the fact that Jesus ever lives to make intercession. It's so important. For, for 2,000 years, he prayed for his disciples before he left in John chapter 17. And then for 2,000 years, he has been sitting on the throne and he prayed. That's how, that's how important that ministry of intercession is. He's praying. He's praying. And when we also get to that place, you see, an intercessor is someone who stands in between. Takes hold. Takes hold. And you begin to pray for your family members. Stand in the gap. You see, there are things... things God is looking for intercessors. He's looking for part people to partner with. Jesus is looking for people to partner with in that great ministry of intercession. I pray that may he find you in Jesus' name. When he prompts you in your day to pray, just pause and pray. Very, very important. That's another kind. And then the prayer of supplication. He mentions this here as well. But also in, in, in Philippians 4, verse 6, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, you intercede for those that are outside, and then you supplicate for those that are inside. Very important. There's a difference. It's only recently the Holy Spirit has revealed that. You see, all of, we sometimes we lump all of, all, the, all, the, all of it together and we call it intercession. But really, an interse you, you intercede for those who are outside. Then for those who are in, you supplicate for them. Very, 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 very important to, to realize that. So these are different kinds of prayer. Depending on the situation, you, 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 have to, you have to be led to do the right thing so that we can see results in our prayer, prayer life. One time, one, one, one mother was praying for their child. The child had become a prodigal and had left the house. They, were, they grew up in church 
But at some point, they drifted off. She kept praying and praying. The child left the home at the age of 17. And she kept praying. That, that's one thing, too. We need to learn persistence in prayer. And at the age of 36 years, 19 years later, one Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, the child came back to the house of God, rededicated their lives to God. They were baptized, and they never looked back. Because the mother persisted. Because the mother persisted. Persistence in prayer. Persistence in prayer. One, another time, a missionary was somewhere, all the way, somewhere in the world, Africa or someplace, and someone was prompted here, elsewhere, to begin to pray. That's, so, that's why it's so important. When God gives you a burden to pray, 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 pray. This person said, I was praying, and your, your, your face came up before me, and I, they prayed for several hours, and when, when things like that happen, it's good to pray till you get a release in, 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 in your spirit that whatever you are praying for is done, it's settled. And then you begin to praise God. She prayed, and what had happened was, this person was in a dangerous part of the world. They, they, were, they were sick and almost at the point of death. And at the same time, when later they met and they calculated the time difference and all that, at the same time she had the release that she had the answer, that was the same time the person just miraculously rose up from that place of, of sickness and, and, and death. Hallelujah. God is looking for people to partner with. And in the mighty name of Jesus, I speak into your life this morning that those prodigal children, in the mighty name of Jesus, they are coming back to God and into his house as you stand for them in the mighty name of Jesus. And no matter what you are faced with, no matter what you have to deal with, as you turn your face to God, as you begin to pray, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may God turn your life around. I said, 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 may God turn your life around. That impossible circumstance that you are faced with. God is a God who answers prayer. I said, God is a God who answers prayer. And I see him intervening on your behalf. I said, I see him intervening on your behalf. I said, I see him intervening on your behalf. I said, I see him intervening on your behalf. Oh, I said, I see him intervening on your behalf. I said, I see him intervening on your behalf. He says, I've seen your tears. I've seen your tears. I've heard your prayer and begin to thank him because the answer is on the way. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Does this help us this morning? Amen. Does this help all of us? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The different kinds of prayer and how we walk before God, how we partner with Him. Oh, my Lord. I'm so happy. <laughs> She's responding. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want us to pray a little bit before we go. How many of us are ready to pray? Some things must change. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Let's practice what we have put it into practice, what we have learned. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's close our eyes. Thank you, Father. Glory be to the name of the Lord. This, at this moment, if you are watching us online or on, the, on TV and you don't have a relationship with God, we want to introduce you to the one that can make a difference in your life. No matter what you are faced with, we are here to help you. And you say, Pastor, it's difficult. I don't know which way to turn to. Hezekiah didn't have any place to turn to, but he turned to God. He turned his face to the wall and began to pray. Your prayer this morning that you pray can make a difference in your life. All you have to do is to make that decision to open up your life to Jesus. See, you're trying to figure it out on your own. And you cannot do without, you, you cannot do without, with, with, without God. You cannot do life on your own. This morning, we want to introduce you to the one that can take over your life and completely turn it around. You see, the difference between you and us is we have difficulties. But when we have difficulties, we know where to turn to. When you have difficulties, you have to turn to man or to some system. But when you have Jesus in your life, it makes all the difference. 
If you are willing to begin a relationship with Jesus this morning, just pray this prayer after me. I'm just going to lead you in that prayer. But just pray like you are praying from your heart. Like God is standing right there where you are and he will come into your life. Just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I've heard your word. The Bible says, if I believe that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and confess him as Lord, I will be saved. Today, I confess him as my Lord. I believe he was raised from the dead. Come into my heart. Save me and help me live the rest of my life for you. Thank you, Father, for doing that. In Jesus' name, amen. If you did that, just use the information on your screen. Reach out to us. If you're in the Colorado Springs area, come. We would like to pray with you further when you have an opportunity to do that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And now this morning, I want us to pray. Let's just rise to your feet. Thank you for, let's rise to our feet. Just talk to God. Whatever is on your heart that you want to talk to God about, just talk to him about it. And as you pray, I want you to do one thing. See yourself with the answer to that prayer. If it's a family situation, see that situation resolved. If it's with your family, if it's a health situation, see yourself healed. See him giving you the answer to what you are praying for. Whatever it is, lift up your voice. Talk to God this morning. Lift up your voice. Just talk to God. Spend some time. Just talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Thank you, Father. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. Like we've learned this morning, you can come boldly to the throne room of grace. Come, 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 come boldly. Yeah, lift up your voice. You can pray in the spirit. You can pray with your understanding. But whatever you do this morning, pray. Receive some answers for yourself this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, Mazos Sabahaya, Lezos Ibrados Kibaya. And you can receive your prayer language in the spirit. The Bible says that ah, if you ask God for the Holy Spirit, he will not give you a serpent. If you ask him to fill you with the spirit and release the language that he gives you, you will begin to communicate with him on another level. Just pray and say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Give me my prayer language. And as I open my mouth and begin to praise you, let me in the mighty name of Jesus pray in that language that he gives you. In the name of Jesus, begin to pray. Masotea, Lembros Indaha. Call out to God. Call out to God. Reach out to him. Yeah, he will turn your life around. He will turn your life around. He will turn your life around in the mighty name of Jesus. Come boldly. Come boldly, boldly, boldly to the throne room of grace in the name of Jesus. Pray for that loved one. They keep running away from God at fast away from God. But no one has gone too far for God to reach them in the mighty name of Jesus. If you need wisdom, he says, anyone that needs wisdom, ask me for wisdom. There are some decisions, major decisions that you have to undertake in the name of Jesus. Pray, pray, pray. Jesus prayed before he chose his disciple. Don't make that decision that you are about to take ah, without praying and talk to, talking to God about it. Lord, show me the way to go. I don't know whether to turn to the left or to the right, but I receive your wisdom. Show me the way. Show me the way. I don't want to take the wrong step. Ah, that will frustrate my destiny. That will frustrate my life in the name of Jesus. And so show me, show me, show me, show me the path. You know the way that I take in the mighty name of Jesus. In your light, I will see light. Your word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. Lord, by your word, by your spirit, show me the way to go. Thank you, Father. I'm in the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Show me the way. Show me the way. Yeah. Yeah. That I will not miss my steps in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. To serve you. To do what's right in your sight. Check your life. Those idols that must get out of the way. That are things in your life hindering you from your walk with God. Get rid of them this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Oh, my Lord and my God. Jesus. Lift up your hands. I'll pray for each and every one of us before we go today. Lord, I commit your precious children into your hands this morning. I pray, oh Lord, teach us to pray. 
that prayer will be a lifestyle with us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And as we pray for others, for nations, for cities, for our families, our country, let us see changes, O oh God. Take our prayer walk and our relationship with you to another level. In this season, in the mighty name of Jesus, may no evil befall us. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from temptation. In the mighty name of Jesus. No weapon of the enemy formed against you will prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus. In this season, may you see the hand of God at work in your life. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine on you. And bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, take all the glory. Take all the honor. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. amen. Everyone say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Develop a prayer life. Don't just pray when you pray. When you eat. So if you eat three times and you skip a meal, you skip prayer. That's not good. <laughs> like David, he says, I'll pray in the morning, at noon, and at evening. Have a schedule. Develop it around your schedule so you can communicate with God. I better stop before I start another, another sermon. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out. Have a blessed week. Bring someone with you next week. Join us on Wednesday as we pray. And on Friday, Pastor Lonnie will be with us at 6.30 p.m in the evening. God bless you. If you need prayer for anything else, let's pray with you before we go. Thank you, Lord Jesus.